Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. For many of us in this modern, industrial, tech-savvy world, we have lost touch with the seasonality of life. We want what we want, when we want it. We come to believe that no time is off-limits, and the lines between busy and rest, work and play, have become increasingly blurred. How far are we from the rhythms and pleasure of our toil? What cost to ourselves, to our relationships, and to our planet is this frantic pace? In this week's message of the week, we encounter God, but what about tomorrow or yesterday? Pastor Bryce Blank shares a message highlighting the journey of life and reads from Ecclesiastes 3, focusing on God's timing in our lives. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Will you please pray with me? Unhurried God, we are here to center ourselves on you today. So we ask that you would speak to us, that we would hear what you have to say, that we would see where you are calling us to act and who you are calling us to be in the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Our scripture today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. I invite you to follow along with me on the screen. There's a season for everything and a time for every matter under the heavens. A time for giving birth and a time for dying. A time for planting and a time for uprooting what was planted. A time for killing and a time for healing. A time for tearing down and a time for rebuilding, a time for crying and a time for laughing, a time for mourning and a time for dancing, a time for throwing stones and a time for gathering stones, a time for embracing and a time for avoiding embraces, a time for searching and a time for losing, a time for keeping and a time for throwing away, a time for tearing and a time for repairing, a time for keeping silent and a time for speaking. A time for loving and a time for hating. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from all their hard work? I have observed the task that God has given human beings. God has made everything fitting in its time, but has also placed eternity in their hearts without enabling them to discover what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there's nothing better for them but to enjoy themselves and do What's good while they live? Moreover, this is the gift of God, that all people should eat, drink, and enjoy the results of their work. Here is the word of God for us today. So, I want to share with you a little clip from a well-known movie that is a classic for some, loved by some, but equally hated by others. And that's the British-made movie, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you've intentionally not seen it. This movie is filled with humor that some just can't help but laugh at, but others find maybe a little bit annoying. However you view this movie or have heard about it, we're going to watch a clip that shows us uh, a little bit about the advantages in our modern concept of time. So let's take a look at this clip. 
those there. It is I, Arthur, son of Uther Pendragon from the castle of Camelot, king of the Britons, defeater of the Saxons, sovereign of all England. Pull the other one. I am. And this is my trusty servant, Patsy. We have ridden the length and breadth of the land in search of knights who will join me in my court at Camelot. I must speak with your lord and master. What? Ridden on a horse? Yes. You're using coconuts. What? You've got two empty halves of coconut and you're banging them together. So? We have ridden since the snows of winter covered this land. Through the kingdom of Mercia, through... Where'd you get the coconuts? We found them. Found them? In Mercia, the coconut's tropical. What do you mean? Well, this is a temperate zone. The swallow may fly south with the sun, or the house martin or the plover may seek warmer climes in winter. Yet these are not strangers to our land. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? Not at all. They could be carried. What? A swallow carrying a coconut? It could grip it by the husk. It's not a question of where he grips it. It's a simple question of weight ratios. A five-ounce bird could not carry a one-pound coconut. Well, it doesn't matter. Will you go and tell your master that Arthur from the court of Camelot is here? Listen, in order to maintain airspeed velocity, a swallow needs to beat its wings 43 times every second, right? So I can't help but uh, see those two men trotting forward, pretending to ride on a, ho a horse made of coconuts, and think about how lucky we are for our modern transportation, right? We can travel hundreds of miles in mere hours, which would have normally taken them probably days. And I also can't help but find it very humorous to watch them debate about where the coconut came from and how they got the coconut, and are coconuts migrating? What? And... I can't help but think about our accessibility that we have in our modern time, where we can have really anything that we want all around the globe right here in South Dakota. For us today, we don't even think about having coffee or chocolate from overseas or having a meal or something from another country. We don't even think about how here in Watertown, South Dakota, we can eat seafood and there is no sea in sight or for several hours, even by plane, right? Our modern, industrial, tech-savvy world has made us very used to being accessible and having accessibility. But it also has made us lose touch with the seasonality of life. We've taken for granted just how much time we've saved and how companies all over cater to our attitude of we want it when we want it, right? Which is usually now or yesterday. Well, some, some wise words from my dad still echo in my head and I share them with you today. Maybe you've heard them from someone else. That in life, we have to have a balance. We have to have balance of both work and play. That if we spend all of our time playing or relaxing, or as I did when I was a kid goofing off, we'll never get what needs to be done accomplished. But also, if we work so hard all the time, we won't be able to enjoy ourselves. 
Now, as a kid, I fought with my parents saying that I needed more time to play and to relax and enjoy myself and goof off. But as I have uh, gotten older, I've, the balance has kind of gone the other way and I've spent a little more time work and less time play. And so I think the reality for all of us as we're trying to find that balance is that balance is hard. It's really hard to find our balance. And if we don't care to observe and watch out for where our balance is, there are some pretty negative consequences on our life that can happen. Now, this is a lesson that I learned personally when I was in college. I learned it the hard way as I'd learned most things. I was at a smaller college, Dakota Wesleyan University in Mitchell. And, and there, if you want to do something, it's small enough where they're not going to tell you, no, you can do whatever you want to. You can be involved in whatever you want to be involved in. And so not being told no, I got involved in way too many things. I ran cross country and track. I was in pep band. I was in band. I was in student ministry council. I was a student ambassador. I was a resident assistant. I was involved in this thing called the McGovern Engagement Group. I did everything and anything they could have offered me. And regardless of you know what all those things are, know that they were a lot and that it was way too much for me to handle. I didn't realize just how much I had taken on until, or, or, or I didn't really even notice the, the impacts or the effects it had on my life until I crashed, until I was completely burned out. I had run out of energy to, to do anything. And, and it was really at this low point, maybe you've experienced it too, when you've crashed that I reached out to, for help from my friends. And while reaching out, they told me the honest truth that was kind of hard for me to hear. That I had been so focused on doing everything that I had stopped talking to them. That I had become irritable and not fun to be around. And that I really wasn't doing any of those multitude of things that I was trying to do very well at all. I was just kind of getting by. And that was, that was hard to hear from my friends, but they were honest with me. And at the same time, it was also frustrating for me to hear. I mean, why couldn't I do it all? Why did I have to bear consequences of trying to do so many things all the time? I mean, after all, God did give me the gifts and the ability to do all these things, so why should I not do them? Why can't I have both good friendships, energy, and all the activities that I wanted to do? Well, because that's not how the world works. That's not how we were created. We don't have unlimited time and unlimited energy. Have you ever felt like I felt frustrated that you can't do and be all that you want to be because of our mortality, because of our limited time and energy? I think all of us can relate at least in one way to the frustration of that. We are frustrated by our limited time, which when it's unchecked, does cost us. It can cost us our work, our relationships, our friends, our family. It could even cost us our joy if we're not careful. We're frustrated by our limited time and this struggle, this frustration and this feeling is not something that's new to humanity. People from all generations have struggled with this same reality that we are mortal beings. And that's exactly the issue that our writer from Scripture today is dealing with. Now, Ecclesiastes is known as a book of wisdom. That's where our Scripture comes from today. And it features someone known as the teacher, as I mentioned in our children's sermon. And this teacher is somewhat troubled 
because they question what is the point of life and what is the point of existing and what is our purpose? So I should note to you that Ecclesiastes is not a book that we should just open casually hoping to find inspiration because we're not going to find very much of it. Instead, we'll find deep thoughts and questioning of someone who is brutally honest with themselves and about the struggles of life. At times when we read Ecclesiastes, we feel like we're just straight up reading a rant. You know how rants go, right? You kind of hear how someone really feels when they're ranting. And that's what we experience here in Ecclesiastes. That the teacher is being brutally honest. However, this brutal honesty is the refreshing freedom, freedom and truth that comes when we can share with not only the best parts of life, but we can share in the parts that aren't good at all. When we feel like life is just sucky. And when we look to our scripture that we read today, we look to verse one and we see that this kind of, this thought uh, covers the rest of everything that comes after it. There's a season for everything and a time for every matter under the heavens. Seems pretty straightforward, but is it something we're willing to accept? Is it a reality we're willing to live with? There's a time for everything. And that means that there are good times and bad times. As verse 2 says, there's a time for birth and there's a time for death. There's a time for dying. Are we willing to accept that reality? We get so excited about when somebody has a new birth, we're willing to celebrate the joy with them, right? But are we willing to accept the reality of death as well? Oftentimes, my guess is no. Oftentimes, if you're like me, you find talking about death uncomfortable and thinking about what it means for us and for our loved ones is something we try to ignore. If we can avoid it, we do. But if we're to hold the words of the teacher fairly, we have to accept the reality of both life and death. We are finite beings here on earth. We have limited time to share with one another. Now, Neither me nor the teacher is talking about eternal life, life after death that we have promised to us through Jesus Christ. But we're talking about our time here on earth that is finite. So yes, there is a season for everything. There is a time for every matter. Now, as we look at the next or the rest of our scripture, we see just this giant list of experiences and truths about what it means to be human. And the teacher says there's a time for planting and healing and building up and laughing and dancing and so many other things. And we could add to that list all the joyful parts about being human. But the teacher also lists there's a time for silence and throwing away and mourning and crying and loss. And we can also add our bad feelings to that as well. As the teacher said at the beginning, there is a time for everything. But next, the, te the teacher moves on from this giant list and talks about what we do with our limited time here on earth. He talks about the frustration that I mentioned, the frustration of what do we do with this limited time and why do we have to have negative consequences if we don't have balance? Read in verse 11 that God has made everything fitting in its time but has also placed eternity 
in their hearts without enabling them to discover what God has done from beginning to end. Here he's pointing out this maddening reality that we know we have a God who is infinite, who is ever-present, being present in both the past, present, and future. Yet despite that, we are only present for a small part of that here on earth. And we can't know all of eternity, even though we know a God who is eternal. And then the teacher goes on to say, I know that there's nothing better for them but to enjoy themselves and do what's good while they live. Moreover, this is a gift of God, that all people should eat, drink, and enjoy results of their hard work. And this verse right here is kind of our key point, our key verse in the scripture today. The teacher knows that we all work pretty hard, really hard, actually. The teacher knows that we strive to do so much in our lives. We strive to accomplish things as we move forward and progress for the betterment of our world. But the teacher also knows that we don't do a great job at balancing those things. That too often we don't take time to enjoy the fruits of our work and our world. That we toil day after day and we lose sight of what we're doing or how far we have come. We lose sight of our balance and we don't take time to enjoy and rest. We lose sight of what is a gift that God has given us. So we should eat, drink, and enjoy the fruits of our work. This is our wisdom for today. This is what we need to hear in the midst of all of our busyness, amidst the various seasons of life that we are in. We should eat, drink, and enjoy the results of our work. There is a time for everything, and that leaves room to enjoy life's blessings. To the teacher, this wisdom is a gift from God. This understanding of balance for our lives. It's not an all-encompassing understanding of God or what life is, but it's a portion for us to dwell in. The portion, the word portion, which literally translates to either a plot of land, a place someone actually lives on, or the point in our life that we are at. The life circumstances that we bear. We all have a portion to hold. We all have different circumstances, phases of life. Sometimes we call those seasons, right? And our varying life circumstances hold both the reality for work and pain, but also for the possibility of enjoyment. And the teacher wants us to know the joy in the midst of our work is a gift from God. Because, because of this gift, we are set free to experience awe, to experience gratitude and enjoyment of the present by facing the facts that we would prefer to often ignore. Our reality is that disappointment, questioning, failure, and pain are all parts of life. And we know this, and we acknowledge that. And in doing so, it enables us to see the comfort that we are not alone in what we experience, and that there is growth from both, there's possibility for growth in both triumph and tragedy. Now, we could choose to focus on ambition, endless work, and the gains that we think they will bring us. But it's far better to focus on joy and the current blessings of life that can't be and shouldn't be underestimated or taken for granted. We can appreciate Ecclesiastes and the truth of the teacher's honest thoughts that give us a vision of fully living in the present, filled with gratitude and joy for who God is and what God is doing in our lives. 
a vision that reminds us to enjoy the pleasures of our portion, knowing that not all seasons last. So when we think of Monty Python and we see the reminder that it is for us of all of our modern conveniences, how we don't have to run around pretending like we're on a horse made of coconuts, it also reminds us not to take life for granted because it goes so fast. Our modern world has given us so many things, but it's also taken away our rhythm for life. Most of us don't have a rhythm. Everyone can tell when a rhythm in a song is off, right? Where it's too fast or too slow. You might know that song, but hey, something's not quite right. And similarly, when our rhythm, when our balance in life is off, those who care for us can also tell. Those of us who care for others can see when someone's balance is off. There is a time for everything. The teacher knows this and we know this too. And our challenge is to not miss out on joy. To not miss out on the gifts and the blessings from God all around us. Because there is joy in all seasons. And that truly is a gift from God that sets us free. Let us pray. Unhurried God, you have given us the gift of time and the ability to fill it with so many wonderful and great things. But often we are so busy. We are often too busy, focused on what we are trying to accomplish, what we are trying to get done, what we need to do, that we forget to focus on what is a gift from you, things in our life that bring us joy, that are a blessing. And so amidst our busyness, amidst this season of Lent where we're looking to the cross, we ask you to help us find balance. We ask you to help us to find you, to slow down and find the joy that you have brought with us and that you bring us each and every day. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.